Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. Bringing on stage is Dickiness Genevieve Kumaple. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. I get excited whenever I get an opportunity to talk about what the Lord has done. You know, today's worship was something else, and I just bless God for the praise team. You guys were amazing. They were just incredible. God bless you for availing yourself, for allowing the Lord to just use you. I just send greetings from, uh, to all our online folks. We bless the Lord for your life. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. As we go into the word, I just wanted you to join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, You are the name above all names. There's none like you. King Jesus, we worship you. We glorify your name. There is no name like your name. We know that at your name, everything must bow. And everyone must confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is who saves. Jesus is who delivers. And Jesus who sets free. So God, I pray, even during this service, those who may not know you, those who have gone backwards, those who are saying, I don't know about this Christianity stuff, Lord Jesus, you will bring them to yourself. Lord Jesus, you will cause them to say, maybe I should pay attention. Let me go check out this word for myself. Let me open up this Bible myself. Let me go dissect it myself. Holy Spirit, and as they do so, may you arrest them. I use this, oh God, to even pray for our leaders, starting from the President of the United States, moving over to Nigeria. Lord, you will arrest your servants, and you will cause them to do what they were instructed to do as they were elected to care for your people, to honor your word, to lead them aright. And God, your people will look up to them and see that there has been a change. Because Lord, your word says uh, in the beginning, darkness hovered. And Lord, you said, let there be light. And there was light. So we speak light into Nigeria. We speak light into the United States. We speak light into the ends of the earth. And you are the name, at the name of Jesus Everything that was in disorder, come back into order in the name of Jesus. And we decree and declare that your name will be praised. And Lord, I yield myself as just a tool. Father, let your word come with its power. Let your word come with transformation. Let your word come to transform and change all of us. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to you today. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. So I have to confess, um, when Brother Fola reached out and said, we're putting together uh, the Pastors Appreciation Committee. 
I decided to stop plotting. I said, okay, whatever they're doing, I will not be a part of having to share the word or anything like that, because I did that last year. So I said to him, okay, you know what? I, I think when he, we were talking, I said, usually a minister brings the word. So I know there's a brother that I can mention his name. He's not going to say no. So I volunteered on Deacon Ade. So Deacon Ade got the call and the text and said, you know, man of God, do you mind, you know, sharing the word? So then this way I get to escape and I'll just be behind the scenes. I really did. That was like, that's why I said I have to confess. But the Holy Spirit, you know, he says you have to be ready in and out of season. When you say yes to the Lord, he will call on you when it's inconvenient, quote unquote. But when you trust that he who calls you will equip you and he will give you the very word to speak in season, you just have to say yes. So on fresh anointing, I came and then PJ goes, oh, I want you to take the word at the end of the month. I just looked at him. And literally, I just looked at him like there were no words coming out. And if you know me, that's not, that's very unusual, right? No, no words because I'm like, holy, it didn't work. The Holy Ghost, so I'm like, Holy Spirit, so on the way I'm driving, I'm like, Holy Spirit, what just happened? He says, you should never just go ahead of me because I know the plans I have for you. And I am privileged because when he now gave me that word. I'm like, okay, what am I going to talk about? Because he's, and then what I remembered him saying is so that we can round up pastor's appreciation month. I've been privileged to serve in this church for 14 years. In that 14 year period, I was part of the pastor's appreciation team. So I get it. And so when he calls, you say yes, because when you serve under someone who honors God, it is an honor to do what he asks you to do. And you're blessed because of it. So, Pastor Jida, you know you can count on me at any time. Because I could be honest with him to say, you know, my plate is full. Sometimes I think he feels sorry for me, so he was like, okay, I won't bother that one. But he also knows that we will go to him and ask for help if we need it. And so on this day, as we round up the Pastor's Appreciation Month, I asked the Holy Spirit, what should we talk about? And he said, talk to them about the power in tipping your hat. Okay, what the heck does that mean? Tell you, right? The power in tipping your H-A-T. My daughter says I, I overuse acronyms. I just love acronyms. It's easier to remember stuff. So H for honor. A for affirmation. T for thanksgiving. And the reason why I use the word hat is, and actually if you look in a dictionary, tipping your hat is a reflection of, you know, and I was supposed to bring my hat, but I forgot it at home. But it's a cultural expression. So you can see a man have a hat and he can tip it down to, rec to show recognition, respect, and gratitude. And it is a way to say at Agape House of Worship, we espouse the importance of having a culture of honor, a culture of affirmation, and a culture of thanksgiving. That's our DNA. So we use Pastor's Appreciation Month as an opportunity to talk about the importance of having these 
values that we express to the man of God, but we also express to each other and to express it to all around us. And there are some people that say, why a whole month? Because sometimes you need to be repeat yourself because some of us only hear things after it's said multiple times. So God wanted to reaffirm how important it is to him that we honor, that we affirm, and that we give thanks in every situation and with everyone. And we have to start with the people that God has placed over us. So on this day, Pastor Jide, we salute you. We bless God for your life. We bless God for your life. Thank God for your obedience. Thank God for yielding yourself and for being selfless. And I'm going to say it because my kids say I've been saying that word. Um, Dick and Ade, you and I, I, I've been saying valiant. I'm like valiant. I've been saying valiant for so long and they're like, no, it's valiant. I have to keep practicing valiant. So my daughter says, say valentine. Yeah, you don't say valentine, right? You say Valentine. So for those of us who have been struggling with saying valiant, whenever you start to say things Valentine, and you will say valiant. Right? I, I have to find a way to, because every time, they say I have an accent. I don't think I have an accent. They have an accent. Right? Potato, potato. Right? Schedule, schedule. You have an accent. I don't. Do you understand? They make fun of when I say understand. I'm like, it's supposed to say understand. I'm like, understand. You have to think of, it's, it's like now I'm conscious of how I talk in front of my own kids. They turn the tables on me. As they get older, they start correcting you. I'm like, wait a minute, when did you start correcting me? So I digress. Oh, God help me. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 5, First of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, inter intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and for all who are in high positions, that we may lead. Wait a minute. We're praying for our leaders but then the scripture says, wait, in praying for them, interceding for them, in giving thanks for them, then we, you see the power? That we may lead a peaceful and quiet life. When you honor, when you affirm, when you thank, it leads to a peaceful life. You can't have a peaceful life unless you do the former. But many of us want to get to the part that says, I could live a peaceful life and a quiet life in a dignified way without the first part. And that's not God's way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God and our Savior who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there's one God and there's one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. There is a, a recognition that we must intercede, we must give thanks, and we must give honor. So the first point is 
There is power in giving honor. There is power in giving honor. There are blessing in giving honor. Your blessing is tied to that. Right? In 1 Timothy 5.17, the Bible says, let the elders who rule well be considered. Rule well. Well. Does our pastor lead us well? Yes, right? Have you learned anything since you've been at Agape House? Yes. Let them be considered of double honor, especially those who labor, labor. Boy, when they say go preach, you're like, God, this takes hours. Pastor, I have a whole new appreciation every time I do this. Pastor B, I have a whole new appreciation. When you have to do those Bible study week after week, oh, they labor. Come stand up here and do this. Your legs are shaking. I, the Holy Ghost has me like ironed down. That was what I prayed. I said, when I go up there, you're going to make sure I stand and I'm standing strong, <laughs> right? I'm just giving you my secrets, by the way. It says, those who labor in preaching and teaching. So the word honor is a word that's used 21 times in the New Testament. Honor in the, in the Bible as a Greek word is pronounced as tima. And the reason why sometimes you want to go back to see how the scripture meant is in original language is so that you can get the meat, the death of the word. And it means surprise or to, to fix evaluation upon. Think about when you're buying a house. We get valuators to come. They look at the whole structure and they determine this is the value. It's, there's a thought to it. That's what the Greek meant. It's, there's evaluation associated with this thing. It means to revere. Now, the Hebrew word is kabed, and it means weighty. So when you're referring and honoring the man of God, you're seeing him in the weights. When you're honoring God, you're seeing the weights and the power. So most of us think that honor is something you give, or some, you give it to someone of a stature, the king, the chief, only that. But God is, God is telling us that we have to honor everyone, but especially double honor. You get it? So first, there's an elementary need to honor everyone, and then there is the next level of double honor. So in other words, you can't come to pastor the same way that you come to me because there are differences in grading. And we need to know that, and we need to display that. And that is generational. It goes to the youth. When you see an older person, they have been around longer than you have. You may have technology at your hands to look up the information faster than I would. But guess what? I have earned the right of being here when technology didn't exist. How many of you remember when you had to write your term paper and you were using those typewriters, the Smith Coronas? I know I'm, I, oh, and then you had your little tape, and you, you type your paper, you make a mistake. There is no immediate correction. You take that whole thing up, and you have to retype the whole thing again. Now I'm showing my age, basically. I know some of you folks don't even know what the heck I'm talking about. Typewriters, what does that look like? 
And then you thought you were really fancy when you had the one that you can put in a thing and it auto-corrects for you. And you're like, oh man, that was, okay, I digress. I just had to go there. Where we didn't have cell phones, how, how did we connect with people? Remember you used to call collect? Oh, you remember collect calls? 1-800-COLLECT. And then you, <laughs> the best one was when we were back home. You're like, okay, I'm going to call collect. And then you just mention <laughs> when the person, the operator picks up the call. You just mention your name. You don't even say anything. So your family will know you're calling. All right, I'm just going memory lane to make the point that some of us have walked the journey a long way. And we may not demand it, but it doesn't mean that we should be disrespected either just because we don't demand it. And I, I can't tell you how many times people will look at my youthful looking and think that they can refer to me anyhow. I'm not demanding that you give me a, but don't disrespect me either. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes we inadvertently disrespect people because we haven't put weight on their stature. They didn't come from a certain type of family. They don't have a certain type of last name. Therefore, we think we can, oh yeah, isn't that person? I remember... One time, one person walked into the church, and she goes, oh, I really want to speak to a minister. And I'm looking at her like, okay, I'll get you one. So I left. She went to talk to somebody else, and they came back and got me. And I just looked at her. Hello. I know. So don't judge a book by its cover. Just because a man and woman of God humble themselves doesn't mean that they should be walked over. You don't treat your pastor with respect in the house, but you go outside and other pastors, you're all over them. How do we do that? Where is the honor in that? It starts at home. Charity begins at home. Do for your home what you do outside. That is what God is saying. So we, we know there's a value in it. And one of the first principles I want to know is honor is mandatory. Say it with me, mandatory. Honor is mandatory. It's not optional. Because the word of God says it. It's his way of doing it. Do you realize that we start by honoring God here and in heaven we'll continue? Because in the in book of Revelation chapter 5 verse 12, the Bible says he's worthy to receive the honor the glory and praise. And the 24 elders and the angels, they worship him day in and day out. So we're practicing here. So you're practicing. If you're doing it, it's practice for heaven. Right? So that means that it's part of what we're supposed to do. And God is looking for people who will honor him. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, the Bible says, those who honor me, I will honor. And we honor God who is unseen by honoring the people who are seen that God has placed over us. That's how you display honor. So you can't say, I love you, Lord, and I lift up my hands in praise and worship. And in the meanwhile, I display dishonor and disrespect towards my spouse, towards my children towards my family. It doesn't equate. Because God sees the honor coming from how you treat the people he's placed in your life. 
God is also expecting us to honor those who, in, who are in earthly authority. According to Romans chapter 13, verse 1 through 7. I'm not going to read all that. God is expecting us to honor our employers and our masters. 1 Timothy 6.1. The Bible says, instruct every employee to respect and honor their employers. For this attitude presents to them a clear testimony of God's truth and renown. This is the TPT version. God expects us to honor our parents for the, for the rest of their lives. So you may have left the house, but you still are required to honor your parents. According to Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. And guess what? Out of those 10 commandments, that is the one that's tied. It said that you may live long. Your life is shortened. Let's think about that for a minute. It's shortened by how you treat your parents. And that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. We're called, to worship, we're called to honor Jesus Christ because God says in John 5, 23, that so that everyone will honor the Son just as they honor the Father. We're called to honor fellow believers according to Romans 12, verse 10. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. That's what the scripture says. Giving preference to one another. We're called to honor the widows among us, according to 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 3. I know um, Dekanade dealt with this extensively last time, but the Holy Spirit just won't let me leave this topic. Because in Bible study, he even had me talk about Jabez, how he was more honorable, right? So there's something to be said about that. So the second key in honor is to remember honor is actionable. It's action-based. It's not just an internal attitude, but it should be accompanied by an appropriate attention and obedience. You know, in 1 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 20, the NLT version says, For God brought, bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. We must do some things. And in Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, I know I'm giving us a lot of scriptures, so you can process that later. It says, Inasmuch as these people draw near with, near with their mouths, honor, and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So we can say with our mouth, but what does our action prove? Are we rolling our eyes as we're talking? So we need to think about how to exemplify honor. My time is going, but I had wanted us to really talk briefly about a woman who, dis who showed honor in a way that I just love this story. This is the Shumamite woman. And I believe when um, Deaconess Yuande was praying earlier, she started to talk about the Sarah, the women that are believing God for the fruit of the womb. And as she started to say that, I remember that that's why the Holy Spirit wanted me to go to this story. It's in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8 to 17. And I'll just quickly say this. This is a woman who had everything, but she didn't have a child. But that didn't stop her from serving God. Because the way she served God was, the Bible says, that Elisha will go to this town and whenever Elisha will, stop, will go to this town, he will stop at this woman's house to eat. And then one day she said to her husband, you know, let's make a room for this man. 
Let's, let's set up a, a, a room, separate room for her, for him, rather. And the husband agreed with her, and they created a separate room for the man of God. And the man of God was staying in the house that way. So he would come to town, he had a house set up. And the man of God said, you know, this woman has been so good to me. What can we do for her? And his servant said, she has everything but not a child. He looked at her and said, by this time next year, you'll have a child. And she had a child. The moral of the story was she showed honor to the man of God by going above and beyond. It wasn't just about feeding him, but it's about making room for him. Let me say that again. She made room, physical room, but more than room, she made room in her womb. She made room in her womb for God to pass through the blessing that he had been storing up for. The blessing stored up in being honorable. That's what God is saying. So when you're honoring the man of God, you're not just doing it for your, you're not just doing it for him. You are creating room for God to just bless you for generations to come. Amen. So we're going to leave honor, and we're now going to go into the second word in your hat, affirmation. I just love affirmation. You know, I, we grew up in certain areas where affirmation was given sparingly. You got to earn it. You got to earn, oh, you got a 95 on the exam. Why didn't you get 100? I love you? What is that? Who says I love you? But God said it. That's what we're going to go into. There is a value at Agape House of Worship to affirm each other, but especially affirm the man and woman that God has set in his house. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 5, verse 12 and 13, the Bible says, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and over you in the Lord and admonish you and esteem them very highly in love because of their work. In the TPT version, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, make sure you show deep appreciation for those who cherish you and diligently work, um, uh, work as ministers among you. Show deep appreciation. Display. For these are your leaders who care for you, teach you, and stand before the Lord on your behalf. They value you with great love. Our pastors value us with great love. They stand in a gap for you and I. They pray for us. So we show that appreciation by affirming them. Right? The Greek word for affirm is fasco. It means to assert. It means to confirm. It means to profess. So you're given an endorsement. When you affirm somebody, you will basically say, I endorse this person. This person, you can go to. We have to be a people that endorse our pastor, that endorse each other, endorse the ministers, endorse the ministry members in your team. Affirmation is, means telling your daughter or your child, you are smart even before they have displayed it. You decree a thing and it is established. 
You don't wait for them to bring the A before you, you say that to them. Parents, we're talking to ourselves. Affirm our children. Studies have shown, actually, that 9 out of 10 children who are not paying attention in class, half of the time because they have nothing to lose. But when you tell them you are incredibly bright, even if they didn't think they were bright, but now they have something to espouse to. So by praising, you are giving them a reason to get to that place. It's counterintuitive. Because some of us think if I praise you, your head is going to get swollen. We've gotten that, right? But we need to affirm. So why do we say affirmation is important? Because God expects it. Principle number one, God expects it. And he exemplified it for us. If we go to Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 to 17, the Bible says, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me. Jesus replied, let it be so. It is proper for us to do it, do this to fulfill our righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and enlightening on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. Now, mind you, Jesus has not even performed any miracle yet. Jesus has not done anything yet. And God is saying, this is my beloved. I looked up the word beloved, and I'm like, okay, what, is, what does that mean? And it says, dearly loved. You are dearly loved before you have even done anything. So when we affirm our pastor and say, Pastor, you are a world-class pastor, as the late Brahmani said. He said it before pastor became, and he spoke it into being, and he affirmed it to become. So when you say it, you are affirming your child to become the best of what God has ordained for them. So let's not hold back the praise. Let's look for an opportunity to celebrate. Celebrate every milestone. Because you don't know tomorrow. We don't want to go back and, be, and regret. Your birthday is coming up. Nobody's celebrating. You better throw yourself a happy birthday. Get yourself a cake. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. If you see me celebrating, don't mind me. Oh. Me and my God, we're celebrating. One thing that I, and I didn't, I didn't give a shout out to the man of God who is the reason behind the G-Force. My dear husband, Dick and Robert. When I met this man, I have, the man is incredibly affirming. He, was, he would say, I love you, and I didn't know how to say it. I came to find out later, that actually caused friction in our marriage because he didn't know how I felt about him. I thought if I said it one time, you know it, so, I mean, like, Shouldn't that count? I married you, right? <laughs> That's what some husbands will say. I married you. Why am I supposed to say it again and again? The Lord said it again and again. Let's look, I, let's look like Matthew chapter 17, verse 5. On the Mount of Figuration, the, the Bible says, Why he was still speaking. Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. 
God affirmed it. Saying I love you multiple times actually is very important. So husbands, let's practice this. Wives, let's practice this. Parents, let's practice this. Children, practice saying I love you. It don't cost you nothing. It doesn't cost you anything, but it yields a lot of fruit. You know that that there are neurotransmitters, that chemicals that get excited, dopamine. It gets released when you get that reward of saying you are blessed. You are special. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. I appreciate you. I affirm you. You are the bomb and then some. <laughs> right? You're the bomb. Okay, I, I know the youth are like, Mom, did you just go there? <laughs> you guys going to have to tell me what the terminology is. We say you are the bomb. That's what we used to say. I'm saying it based on our times, okay? So don't judge me. <laughs> Affirmation provides validation. Let me say that again. Affirmation provides validation and it empowers. So let's look for opportunity to affirm. Because when you do, it makes that person feel like I am worth someone. You're worth something. So if you're here and your father or mother hasn't said, I love you and you're worth something, I'm going to tell you right now. God says, I rejoice over you with singing. God says, you are blessed. God says, he cares for you. God says, you are smart. And if you hadn't heard it, go to the mirror and start talking to yourself. Look in the mirror and see that person talking back to you and saying, you are smart. You are intelligent. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. It doesn't matter what they have said to you before. It doesn't matter what they had said about you. God is saying from this day on, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am the head and not the tail. I am the beginning and not the last. I can do all things. Because Jesus loves me, cares for me, died for me. He went to the ends of the earth for me. And if the father or mother can't do it for you, trust me. God has already prepared a, a ram in the bush. A father, a spiritual mother who will love on you. All you got to do is allow yourself. Forgive your father or mother who did not care for you. Forgive them because they did not know. When Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them because they did not know. Right? And so I'm telling you today that the Lord loves you. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If you're hearing me today and you're feeling like less than, I am here to, here to tell you at Agape House of Worship, we love you. We care for you. You are blessed. You are highly favored. You are a reason God has brought you into this house because he wants to change the story that has been written about you. So believe God that you are affirmed. Amen. You are cared for. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. It's the month of blessing, y'all. You are blessed and highly favored in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Look for opportunities to say you are the bomb to somebody. Look for the opportunity. As soon as they do something and you're like, oh, that's nice, text them. I was thinking about you. That, that post you put, that was really good. 
pastor gave a message, you were blessed by it. Don't just sit on it. Do you know how many hours it took me to prepare that message? And he probably thinking, oh man, I could have written it a certain way. If you say that to him, it inspires. Sometimes, some, for some of us, some people think, oh, you got it all made. You don't need encouragement. Let me tell you something. The higher you go, the more encouragement you need to keep going so that you don't go back downward. So nobody's exempt from being affirmed. Okay? Nobody's exempt. Affirm. Let's all affirm each other. And when you affirm someone, use scriptures. Use scripture. You know, that I pray that all will go well with you and you will be in good health. Amen? And the third point is, there is power in giving thanks. There is power in saying thank you. Thank you, PB. Thank you, PJ. Thank you, Deacon Kip. Thank you for all the ministers. Thank you, Agape House of Worship. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know that's contagious, right? It's contagious. We say thank you. Thanksgiving is an act of recognizing. And actually in the Hebrew, there are two words that forms to it. It's sacrificial giving. It's an offering of thanks. We give sacrifice of praise. We come together to give thanks because that's what God expects and honor. The Bible says, enter into his presence with what? Thanksgiving. And you know what? Thanksgiving is more than just in the act. It's also the heart behind it. When we say to the man of God, the woman of God, I thank you. I thank God for you. That is so powerful. And you do it in a way that's honorable and respecting and affirming. Thanksgiving is critical because it makes God feel joyful. It brings joy. It brings God joy. Every time you say thank you for that meal to your wife, she feels, oh, I'll cook again. Every time that man goes and changes your oil, don't take it for granted, ladies. You say thank you. Every time that person gives you that cup of water, they might be doing it because they're paid to do it, but you say thank you. Say thank you. And I got to say this, and when somebody honors you, say thank you. Some of us, we don't know how to do, deal with praise. Somebody says, you look nice, and you're like, uh, should I? I don't know. Just say thank you. you look, your hair looks nice today. Thank you. Don't now try to tell stories about it. Oh, because we don't know how to react to praise because we have not been taught. So all we got to do is say thank you. Receive it because God receives our praise in the same way. So as we round up, it's a lot that I wanted to say, but time is going. And I guess that's my cue that I should be trying to round up. Rashallah, you know it's all love. <laughs> that's, my, that's my little brother over there. Jesus demonstrated his appreciation for the Father all the time. Apostle Paul continually thanked God for every church and every person. So that means that God sees that. And how many of you love the book of Psalms? Because I... That's my book, man. 
You want to lead, you want somebody ask you to lead prayer? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret, go to the book of Psalms. Don't make this difficult. We hear prayer and we're like quaking in our boots. Go get the word and praise your way through it. Give God thanks. Weep through it. Give him the honor. Give him the glory. Because that's what Jesus did. You know what? When Jesus was resurrecting Lazarus, what did he do? According to John chapter 11, he looked up and thanked the Father. Whenever Jesus was about to do a miracle, he just looked up and said, Holy Ghost, I thank you that you are here. In all things, let's give thanks. So, Pastor, as we round up Pastor Appreciation Month, 